Hello and welcome to Sporting for His Glory. And today I'm so excited because I have a really, really special guest on the show. I won't say who it is just yet. I'll, I'll describe all the amazing things they've done. So she became the first person in 32 years to win two gold medals in two different sports at a Paralympic Games, winning the T38 Athletics 400 metres and C4 Cycling 500 metre time trial at the Rio 2016 Games, setting new world records. At the Tokyo 2020 Games, she came away with two Paralympic gold medals, once again setting two world records in the 500 meter C4 time trial and mixed team sprint event. And this year, she also became a world champion in the 500 meter time trial, a feat she had also achieved in 2016. She's also won world championship medals in athletics, including golds in Doha 2015 and London 2017. And it's fair to say I've probably missed something. More importantly, she won Celebrity MasterChef in 2021. So like personally for me, that's that's more importantly. <laughs> it's the amazing Kadena Cox. I love how that's more important because I feel like that's more important to most people. <laughs> Yeah, that's so cool though. How did you actually find that MasterChef experience? Oh, do you know, it's actually a really funny one because I always say it's like my favourite show I've ever done. Um, but then when I actually think about it, I'm like, no, I hated it while I was doing it. I wanted to quit. Like once I got to the semi-finals, I was like, nope, this is too hard. It's too much work. Like I got zero sleep. I was working on maybe like four, three, four hours sleep a night um, just because I was still training full time. And like, you have to like practice. Like, so you do like a day, like I've been on set, like seven till like seven or seven till eight. Then you go home and you're practicing till like midnight, one o'clock. And I was up for training because I was training like five (laughs) o'clock. So yeah, (laughs) it was intense. Yeah, of course. Because that was a busy year anyway, wasn't it? And doing that as well. Like, I was so amazing to watch. I'm a huge fan of MasterChef. So yeah, we were rooting for you, watching absolutely everything. It was so good. And also, I was going to mention the first time that we really, I guess, got to know each other. Doha 2015, you were my first roommate, uh, both our first world champs as well. So it was really amazing to have you as a roommate. And it was such a crazy experience, the whole thing. But yeah. And also, Esdan. I mean, let's just, yeah, that was an interesting experience. I thought I'd, I'd mention that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we, we got downgraded, like from like being in the torch hotel and then like switching across. Like, I feel like it was a, A bit of a shock to the system for all of us. Yeah, definitely. So for you guys who don't see what happens behind the scenes, some hotels are more glamorous than others. We'll just keep it as that. But yeah, it was a great experience, definitely. Yeah, no, it was was fun. Cool. So before we start off properly, as usual, we start every episode with a quick prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this moment again. Thank you, Lord, for the beginning of another amazing conversation around sport and around faith. Thank you, Lord, for Kadena and all the amazing things that you've done in her life, the way that you continue to use her to encourage others, the way that you continue to use her in so many different avenues. So thank you, Lord, for all those amazing opportunities for her. And I pray that those who listen will really be encouraged again by this conversation and really empowered to know that they can worship you in everything that they do, to know that you want to be a big part of their whole lives and you'll be glorified in everything. So thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great. So let's start with how you got into athletics and cycling. Like, how did that actually happen? Because I know you were already sporty, you know, before your MS diagnosis. Yeah. So athletics has always been a thing. I just, I think I walked at seven months and mum said I pretty much ran. 
Um, and then I did every sport, but I started doing athletics competitively when I was like 14. Um, so when I got ill, it was really natural for me to use that to get back, you know, well again. Like it was my kind of the goal setting kind of got me like got helped me get over my MS diagnosis and just, you know, find that fitness again. Um, cycling kind of came as a part of that. Because when I when I did get diagnosed in 2014 now, um, I couldn't run. So actually having a bike, just a Watt bike that was stationary, that was really beneficial. So I spent a lot of time on the Watt bike. And then someone was like, I think there was actually, it sounds quite harsh. There was another athlete who was trying to transition from um, swimming into uh, cycling. And she was like, well, I've got this contact. Um, so I was like, oh, can I have the contact? Um, so she gave me the contact actually, and I kind of spoke to British Cycling, did some testing, um, and they got me straight on program. Um, so to say, I've not seen much of that girl since. Mm. <laughs> so that's really sad. Ah, oh, that's so amazing. That's really cool as well. You know, the fact that you're able to do two sports, but like, do you find that they complement each other? Do you find it's helpful to do both? I mean, the straight answer is no. Um, mm. They're actually like you're doing. Two diff- you're doing you're using the same muscles but in two different ways um so like really you're kind of counteracting everything you do so mm-hmm. I I guess I run like a cyclist and cycle like a runner it's <laughs> <laughs> not very beneficial um but they're both explosive power um events um well when I did the 100 and 200 the 400 I mean I guess there's explosiveness in there but it's a long old sprint um and then like in terms of like you know that back end kind of endurance stuff like the bike really helps with that because I do go for like longer periods and I can do more on the bike so a lot of people when they're injured they cross train on the bike and I guess I'm cross training all the time so in that sense it kind of helps um and the balance I get from being able to run is really beneficial on the bike so there's like small things but like when you look at the main like cycling and athletics they don't really complement each other that much yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really interesting, actually, the insight into that, because I've always wondered, yeah, would it kind of help or would it be like you're doing completely different things? So you've got, I guess, different goals on both sides, whether that would affect you as well. So, yeah, yeah it's a weird one because I know like so we have uh, George P- Peasgood, who's um, just recovering from an injury, actually. He um, he's a triathlete um, mm. who then cycles on the cycling team but obviously he cycles as part of his like sport anyway so for him it's quite easy to be able to transition across whereas I'm doing two different sports and people are like oh well it's like doing a biathlon or like you know a triathlon and I'm like well no because those people that are doing a biathlon or triathlon all their competitors are doing that whereas like my competitors in athletics are just doing athletics my competitors in cycling are just doing cycling so they're able to like just train for like those one sports whereas I've got to split my time so it makes it it makes it harder for me I don't know why I do it sometimes (laughs) yeah oh yeah it must be a lot obviously like with the training doing both but also it's extremely incredible though honestly you've done amazing things in both sports which is yeah so inspirational so on to your faith what about your faith journey so when did you become a Christian um so I grew up in the church I started in my my granddad's uh church um so my my mum's my stepdad um his his dad had a church and we grew up in that church um so I started you know just at Sunday school so we just go to Sunday school on a Sunday 
Um, and then when mum started coming to that church more regularly, um, we just kind of, yeah, grew up in the church and I've always been in the church, but I guess when I went to university, like when we were in like our late teens, our parents gave us the option of whether we wanted to go to church or not. Um, and I actually stepped away from the faith probably until I was into my second degree. So not long before I got diagnosed. It was a weird one because it kind of made me like, okay, like I was going to go to church with her and then like, Lord, you took her away from me. So I actually stopped. Like I was like, okay, I'm not going to go to church now. Um, and then it was actually when I got ill, I was like, it, the thing that got me through was my faith. Um, so I kind of had to draw on kind of my faith and God and, you know, getting strength from him um, and just kind of being led by him because I, I was so lost and didn't know why all this stuff was happening to me, um, especially because I had the stroke diagnosis. Then four months later, I had the MS diagnosis. And I was kind of like, why me? Um, it's kind of just reading the word and having messages from God and realizing that actually this was where I was meant to be. Um, and it took me a long time to kind of figure that out. But um, actually, like I had like a few messages like from God while I was in the hospital um, kind of on my journey towards getting my first world title. Um, there was, I got messages from him along the way. So it was actually kind of, yeah, like my illness that kind of brought me back to the faith, which, yeah, is a weird one. <laughs> Yeah, that's really that's really interesting. It's true how sometimes these things happen to us and it's like, oh gosh, yeah, so difficult. But it's amazing how yeah, God was with you through that and actually you grew in relationship and intimacy with him through that situation, which, you know, I think is also, yeah, amazing. But also, yeah, having that strength as well. And yeah, yeah, I really love that. So in terms of your athletics and in terms of your sport as well, how do you find your faith helps you or how do you find your faith impacts you you know in your sport um you know I think it makes I mean sports never easy don't don't get what I'm gonna say to us like it's not easy but I think it makes it easier knowing that God is in control because mm -hmm. don't get me wrong I still have to put the work in like I'm not just gonna sit here and be like yeah I'm just gonna go and step on a track and you know God's gonna do all the work that's not the case at all like you know he's given me he's given you you know this this god-given gift um and we you know have to utilize it and use it to the best of our ability and allow it to use it to glorify him but in that it means we have to lean on him to be able to glorify him if that makes sense mm. so you know when we're competing like for me i'm like you know it's that, it's that whole jesus take the wheel situation like um i know i've already done the work work and you know it's in his control like i will do everything in my power to you know put myself in the best position and whatnot. Um, but I know, you know, God has already put it in place. Like he already knows what's going to happen. Um, mm. And, you know, in times like, like times like now, you know, when I'm injured, um, actually I can lean on him and be like, you know, why am I in this situation and allow him to guide me through and take strength from him. And maybe, you know, it's a moment where he's, he wants to, me to, you know, refocus and, you know, allow him to get the glory rather than, you know, it being about Kadena Cox. You know, it might be a time where he wants to, you know, strip me down so he can build me up and be like, so I can be like, you know, God got me through this. There's so many different reasons. So I think a lot of it is gaining strength from him and being led by him and just knowing that I'm doing this for his glory. Um, and that kind of makes, as much as it is hard work, it makes it easier. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I really love that. It's true because it is difficult. And like you said, we can only do what we can do. And then you can lean back and trust, yeah, trusting God as well, which is so important. And yeah, being led by him and just having that that trust, even when things are going, you know, badly or when, when we're struggling with things, when we're unsure of what's coming. So yeah, and I, I kind of what you said actually reminded me a bit of, I can't remember exactly where it is in the Bible, but you know, there's a verse where it says around how, you know, suffering produces perseverance and endurance yeah. and that kind of thing. And I think what you're saying really like links to that in terms of the fact that you go through things, but actually, you know, it strengthens you and you grow within it as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think, you know, every situation we've just got to lean on him and know that, you know, and trust in him, you know, it's, you know, um, leaning not onto our own understanding, but, you know, just trusting that he will allow us to come through. Um, and yeah, I think, in everything, we've just got to give thanks, whether it's, you know, injury, whether it's, you know, success, like whatever situation we're in, we've just got to give thanks. Like the Bible says, yeah, and everything we've got to give thanks. So I think I'm thankful that I have this gift and thankful that I'm even able to get on the start line, um, you know, because not everyone can pull on a British vest and you know get on the start line. So being able to do that in itself is a blessing. So whatever the result, I think I'm always just thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, I really love that. Exactly. It's being thankful in everything. Yeah. And also in terms of your faith as well, I know that you're so open about your faith as well, you know, online, on social media and just in general being an athlete. And like, how do you find that? Is that something that you've grown into um, in terms of, yeah, being like open and being honest and sharing your faith with everybody? Um, do you know what? I think, I think lockdown changed a lot of people. Um, and I think I never shied away from my faith in that sense. I think if, you know, if someone questioned me on it, then I'd be happy to talk about it. But I never was really that open about it. Like, I, like I, you know, I'd do the odd post and, you know, say like, you know, something about like I'd put a Bible scripture or, you know, say something about, you know, God allowing me to get through. Um, and, you know, in interviews, I'd say, you know, thank God. But I was never like, hey, I'm a Christian, you know, I think you should, you know, learn about the grace of God, like, you know, this scripture's good. Um, whereas I think during lockdown, I think I just kind of had time to reflect. I really built on my relationship with God um, and I really wanted other people to be able to experience that relationship. Um, so for me, you know, we were at home, you know, the way the ways we could communicate with people really was through social media Um so I thought, you know, as as good it is as good as it is trying to, you know, post workout videos and stuff, like I actually wanted to be able to share the gospel because as much as I care about people's life in this 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 life, I care about their afterlife as well. Mm -hmm. um, and especially because, you know, people were passing away from COVID, you know, so quickly. I thought, you know, I want to be able to share the gospel and people to have the opportunity to hear the gospel before they leave. Um so I just, I think, I don't know. I don't know how I started. Like, I think I did like one, I jumped on TikTok. Oh, geez. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I ended up on TikTok, but I ended up in the TikTok hole. Um, and I think I did like one, like, dance. And like, rather than just having the standard, like, uh, just the standard dance, I kind of put like some kind of just, I guess, some messages across it, kind of talking about um, the word or talking about, you know, how God had helped me and it, it literally went viral and I was like how has you know talking about God gone viral like that's not normally the case um so you know I you know kept going with it and did it a few more times and like I think I 
really quickly like grew to over a hundred thousand followers um just by talking about the word of god and i was just like well this is great like i'm getting videos that you know are like you know hitting like a million views like people are seeing god's words like that many times i just thought this is what i want to do so that's why i just kept you know talking about it i talk about it more like in interviews like i've done interviews specifically to talk about the word of god or you know done like stuff um you know, on different shows that, you know, uh, Christian shows, like just because I want to speak about the word of God. Um, so yeah, now I think I'm just very vocal about my faith um, rather than kind of shying away from it. Like, and, you know, there's a point where you, you do get, you know, criticized for it. But I think mm. if one person, you know, hears it, you know, it hasn't fallen on deaf ears. So um, yeah. Yeah, that's really great. I definitely see that like within your platform, like you do all sorts of different things, but you're never afraid or never shy away from, you know, sharing your faith, which I think, you know, so amazing. And I think it's really inspiring to other Christians and other athletes as well. That Actually, wherever they are, they can use their platform and, you know, glorify God in that. So in terms of Bible, you know, the Bible verses, are there any verses that have really strengthened you or any verses that you've really held on to, you know, throughout your life? Um, do you know what? So my my uncle, my uncle. So my uncle's my pastor. Um, and he always says, "I'm glad you've uh, you've come back to the faith now." Um, so I actually have a tattoo on my side, um, which has uh, it's Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, so I had I had that tattooed on my side. Maybe I don't know. I think I was in my late teens, so I was going through actually a real rebellious phase. Um, so it's funny that I got a Bible scripture tattooed on me um, when I was probably totally like on the opposite side of being um, Christian. But I guess when you grow up in the church and you've you know experienced God's presence, that, that never leaves you. Um, so actually, that's one scripture that really, really strengthens me. But I actually have um, I have like a stack of um, so I don't know if you got them. So when we went to Tokyo. Um, I think uh, Paula said that, you know, I think it's giving out um, business card is like a really like big thing. So she was like, oh, you can have these cards, whatever. Um, and I didn't get the chance to get anyone to write on them, which is what she suggested. So I decided I was going to write Bible scriptures. I'll get my friends to send me Bible scriptures, which really strengthen them. And then, you know, put ones in that really strengthens me. So I have this like stack of um kind of these cards so like when I do my races and stuff I'll kind of like take you know one off the top or like flick through and randomly pull one out um and I always feel like that's the message from God that like he want he wants me to hear like in that moment um and of course they're all kind of you know ones that are going to boost me up because that that's the point of them so regardless of whichever one I get um but I think sometimes like they're really speaking to me so there's a lot of verses which I think are you know great it's so many in Romans, so isn't there that are just great? And you know, John, like, um, but yeah, I, I love that verse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. You know that that made me smile because I actually did the same thing. Did you? Thank <laughs> you. Genuinely, yeah. I got those cards, and I was like, you know what? Like, I don't really have any messages from anyone. So I'm just gonna like write verses on it. And I literally did the same thing as you. So that's that's so amazing. Honestly, I was doing the same, and like before my race, I was looking at them and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> great minds <laughs> uh, yeah literally yeah <laughs> and in terms of actually when you go away and you go to competitions how do you find having that time with God you know especially when you're busy getting ready for competitions and you're away from home 
Um, do you know what? I think, so I, on the, even like on my race day plan, like my, my schedule is literally like wake up, time with God, then do my core workout, then have my breakfast. Um, I think I just always schedule in time with God. And, and normally earlier on, um, I think it's hard sometimes depending on whether you're sharing rooms or not. Um, but I always try, you know, find that time um, to be with God. I'm not, and this is probably not a good thing, but I'm not a big breakfast person or I have breakfast in my room. Um, but that tends to mean when like my roommate goes out and, you know, they're having their breakfast or whatnot, I can then have that time to spend with God, just some alone time. Um, and I tend to, you know, in the evenings, just, you know, so, it's so easy now having a, the Bible app. You can just, you know, go onto the Bible app and just, you know, read some scriptures or, you know, go through a, a, a Bible plan or whatever. Um, and I do have um, a, oh, who did it now? Ah, oh, what's her name? Um, one of the American athletes, American hurdler, um, she did like an athlete, like um, Christian athlete, like journal thing. Um, and it has like, you can like write um, kind of how you're feeling, but it has Bible scripture in there. And it has like a section where, you know, you talk or you reflect and you talk about, you know, things that you're grateful for. So I quite like using that. And it just allows me to just spend that time and just kind of focus on God. Oh, I really love that. Yeah, it's true. It's about just scheduling it in, isn't it? Like anything else and just having that time wherever you are, even though it can sometimes be difficult. It's just prioritizing is it the things that are important to you. And and knowing that as athletes, um, especially as Christian athletes, it's about looking after the spirit in you as well as you know, your physical body, that all of that matters when you're competing. Yeah, yeah, that's why, yeah, that's why I kind of put it in like before breakfast because I think yeah, as much as it's great, like obviously I need to nourish my body, which I always do. But it's also like I need to nourish my soul. Um, so, you know, I need to get up and I make sure, you know, I'm praying, you know, I'm reading the word because, you know, you need to be able to keep that connection with God because I don't get on the start line without him. Like things don't go to plan when I get on the start line without him. <laughs> I also really admire how online you talk really openly around mental health. So I was wondering, what are some of your self-care strategies? How are the ways that you prioritize your well-being? Um I think it's tricky like I think everyone has different ways of how to um kind of do what works for them I think I surround myself with the right people which is important firstly um having you know a team around you that you trust and that you you can have you set a plan that works you know really well here when you're at home but also you can take that strategy and use it when you're away um so I tend to so the people I share my room with um or the people like you know I go and spend time with when you know it's hard when you're on camps because you normally have like your room space or maybe you get like a space where you can kind of chill together but it's, it's not great so um I try to be around the people that kind of help me to be mentally well I I am um, one of my teammates on the cycling team she um really helps me just in terms of balancing things that like she'll do little things like so I struggle with obviously my eating disorder um mm. And it's the smallest thing and people would be like, oh, well, why don't you just look at yourself? But for me, it's a real big deal. So I like to know what I weighed on my race day, but I don't like myself to know it beforehand because it then just, I focus on that rather than focus on my race. Um, so she just comes and reads the number on the scales for me and tells me after, which sounds really small, but that's a really big thing for me. Um, and just having that in place beforehand and just her knowing that that's kind of, her role um, in helping me stay well. And then I'll speak to my psychiatrist before um, my race. Like, so we'll have like a FaceTime or whatever. Um, and then I've got the uh, the psych team there 
and my nutritionist has put a plan in place for me already. Um, and then I just take t- time to just spend by myself to reflect and kind of just focus and spend time with God. Um, and it's just, I think it's all about having having things in place, like, you know, just being organized and having like everything you need in place, you know, having that group around you, that's, you know, helpful, having that structure that's helpful um, and not changing that, not changing it, like, unless it's necessarily like, being flexible and knowing that things can change because things can change. Things change on race day, you know, things change like when you're away at championships, like, you know, my f- friend could get ill, for instance, and I need someone else to, you know, you know, read the scales and it's just, you know, being flexible in that way. Um, but also still having your plan, but allowing it to flex, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's really great. Because it's about the people around you, like you said, your community, the people that support you, being aware of your needs and being able to help you. And yeah, being able to be consistent with that. But also, yeah, if things change, also being able to do that. So yeah, that's lots of great advice there that I'm sure those who are listening will really find very helpful. So yeah, thank you so much for that. And I also love that you are actively promoting change in your sport through the Casey Academy. And I think, honestly, it's so amazing what you're doing there. So I was just wondering how and why did that come about? Um, again, lockdown. Lockdown was really good for me. I think it it just allowed me to reflect and figure out what was important to me. Um, now, I'm a good 10 years older than you, Carrie. Um, so I'm coming to the latter end of my, uh, my sporting career um and you get to a point where you're like what what do I want to leave behind like what do I like you know it's great I've I've won medals and I could happily step away from the sport and be happy with the medals that I've won um but it's now like what else is important to me like what do I want to leave behind in this sport um and for me you know it's about leaving that legacy but that legacy that's going to help someone else go on to be better than me like you know, I I think yes, I've achieved some amazing things, but I don't think it's out of like of the stretch of anyone else. Like I, I do it because I want people to look and be like, hey, I can achieve that because Kadina's achieved that. Why can't I achieve that? Um, but I think that's why the KC Academy came around because I would never have looked at cycling and been like, yeah, I'm going to be a cyclist. Like, you know, such and such is doing it. Why can't I? I never saw anyone that looked like me. Like in athletics, you know, I had you know, Jeanette Crutchy, Chrissio, Margaret Adai, like, you know, all these people like before me, like, and I was like, yeah, I want to be like them. You know, I want to be the next, you know, big British athlete that there was, you know, I'm like, is there a gap there for me? And that's what I wanted to do. Um, whereas that's not there in cycling. Um, so the KC Academy was really set up to try get more athletes in at the elite end. So, you know, they're visible. Um, so you've got me and Kai White, who both went to the uh, Olympics and Paralympics and both like won medals as, you know, the, I think there's three people from a black background on the cycling team. And that that's the diversity within the team. That's it. Um, until recently. So there is now three more members um, of from the black community um, on the British cycling team who all happen to be on my academy, which is pretty cool. Um, so... I basically wanted to get more people in at the top. So, you know, there isn't more diversity within cycling and and we're visible. You know, I want, you know, you know, that little kid in school to be like, yeah, I want to go to um, the Olympic to me and cyclists because I've seen, you know, Kadena Cox do it. I've seen uh, Rihanna Price-Smith do it. I've seen um, Sam do it. Like, my new world champion. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, I want them to be able to say they've seen these people and that's why I wanted to, you know, create the... Casey Academy to create opportunity for these people so they don't 
one, the people that I'm getting on the academy have the opportunity, you know, they have the support to be able to get there, whether that's, you know, um, funds, whether that's, you know, the opportunity to get physio, the opportunity to get equipment, all those little things that it makes it really hard to get in cycling because cycling is such hard sport. Um, but then with getting them in and, you know, supporting them and then I'm then also supporting the grassroots by having someone that those um, young kids can look up to. Um, so, yeah, that's Casey Academy, which you can tell I'm pretty passionate about. <laughs> Yeah, it's really great. And it's true because, I mean, diversity in sport is such an important thing. And that's why I think what you're doing is so incredible because you're actually doing something about it. And what I mean by that is it's so easy for us to complain. Oh, you know, the sport's not diverse enough, but you're doing something. You're actually um, promoting change. Yeah, I really love it. And also, yeah, it was so great to see Sam, Sam Ruddock, become a world champion. I mean, I'm so happy for him. That's also yeah, really amazing. It's just great to see that it's, it's happening. There's more, you know, black faces in cycling doing well. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It, make, it makes me happy to see it because for a long time it had been just me. So now being able to go away and, you know, a training camp and, you know, having people, you know, Sam just pre- comes and brings like his music and doesn't feel a way about it. I'm just like, yes, <laughs> like, like he gets me. Um, and it's just, it's just nice to have him there. Nice to, you know, see him, you know, go on to be successful. So I feel like I am creating a positive change. Mm, yeah. So what are you hoping to do in the future? Are there things that I know you've achieved so much in so many different areas. Are there other goals or things coming up that you're looking forward to? retirement <laughs> no, I'm, <joking. laughs> um, I'm not quite ready to retire I um I didn't quite achieve what I wanted to achieve in Tokyo um which sounds uh a bit crazy because I got two world records and two gold medals um but I um I was injured for three months prior to the games and wasn't able to run up until five weeks out um so my athletic success didn't I say athletic success I was successful in that I got on the start line and I managed to come forth after having had the most hideous year so that was probably the event I was more happy with just because honestly it took God and a whole team to get me through it um but I still feel like I have unfinished business there so to Paris is probably going to be my last time doing two sports um so I really want to go out with a bang um but also next year I, we you know we've got world championships um in athletics um I lost my world title the last time I did a world champ so it'd be nice to claim that back um also claim back my world record I quite like a world record <laughs> I'm aiming to claim that back um and also I've got cycling world championships which is the first time um, all the cycling events have been done together. So that's track, road, mountain bike, BMX in, para, Olympic, like all of them all together in Glasgow. Um, if anyone wants to come, get your tickets. Um, but yeah, so that's all going to be together, which is going to be really good. It's really weird for me because athletics is like in July and then two weeks later in August, I'll have the cycling world champ. So that's going to be intense, but it's going to be fun. Um, so I've got that. Um and then, yeah, um, don't know. I've, I've been talking about wanting to do snowboarding, so we'll see. That's kind of on the agenda, but I've got to heal my hip first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds great. So you've got a lot planned for next year, which is exciting. And yeah, I mean, winter Paralympics, why not? I mean, <laughs> that's really cool as well. It's great to just have goals as well, isn't it? Like have things to get excited about and 
yeah, possibilities. By all means, nothing is impossible. I think you pretty much shown that. So if anyone can do like, you know, winter Paralympics and summer, I'm sure, I'm sure you're the one. Yeah, that, that's the plan. <laughs> I like doing something that's not been done before. It's pretty cool. Yeah. What advice would you give to Christians in the sports and fitness world? Um, just be yourself, be your God-given self. Like God gave you the talent for a reason. Um, but also don't be afraid and don't shy away from your faith. Like use like you were given the talent by God and he wants you to use it to glorify him and to also like share the word. So I think, you know, if you have a platform, like utilize it to be able to, yes, you know, do your fitness stuff, but also like glorify God, but then just lean on him to be able to get through, you know, whether you're an athlete or whether you just do fitness, you know, just help other people, like lean on him to help you to be able to build whatever it is you're trying to build and move forward because he wants you to be successful. He put you there for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, I really love that. It's really great. Do you have anything else on your heart to share with us today? Nope. Just remember to spend time with God and, you know, faith is about that relationship with him. Um, so continue to build on that relationship because, you know, we can talk about religion, but it's it's actually that relationship with God that's more important. So make sure you have that personal relationship with God. And, you know, there's so many people that just go to church and say they're Christians, but they don't have a relationship with him. And I just want to make sure everyone has that relationship because, uh, yeah, without that, we will struggle to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing. It's true. It's so important. It's about having an intimate relationship. And, and that's what makes Christianity different, right? It's not just about following rules and, and I guess, aspiring for heaven. It's a bit more like more than that. You know, it's about having a relationship with God and almost I guess, having heaven on earth in that sense as well. Right. It's about yeah, actually yeah, like yeah. knowing God here and living abundant life here with him as well so amen to that sis that's great oh thank you so much Kadina for your time today for all your wonderful words of inspiration encouragement honestly it's so amazing it's been so amazing to speak to you today and I'm sure those who have listened will really love this and will feel so encouraged and will be rooting for you for next year your busy year ahead as well so yeah thank you so much no, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for this. Thank you for, you know, sharing our stories, sharing our faith and, you know, giving us this platform to speak about God. Thanks. And thank you everyone for listening. And I hope you have really enjoyed it. I hope you're feeling so encouraged and we'll see you for the next episode. Bye. So if you finish this episode, congratulations. And as a treat, Merry Christmas. Here are some bloopers from this episode. I really also admire that on, on uh, that. Oh my gosh. Let me do that again. I can crop that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> I also really admire your, your, oh my gosh. Why can't I speak today? <laughs> you need a siesta. <laughs> I literally can't. Okay. Yeah, there we go. I also really admire your authentic. Oh, why can't I say authenticity? Authenticity. It's an annoying word, actually. <laughs> <laughs>